I know who I am in Christ. I know He has given so much to me, and He has assured me of many things. I am alive in Him. I have the riches of His grace and the assurance of His acceptance. Being in Christ also gives me purpose for living. Ephesians 4.1 identifies my purpose of walking worthy of the calling I have received. It says, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, entreat you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling with which you have been called. We've spent the last 38 weeks memorizing truth about who we are in Christ. We've hidden truth in our hearts about our identity in Christ. We've realized many of the blessings we possess in Christ and have hidden those blessings as a treasure within us. Our hearts have been assured of many things as we've memorized truth that confronts our struggles. After 38 weeks of hiding truth in our hearts, hopefully we have a much more confident view of who we are in Him. God's Word is rich, and yet, after all this, there's still more. Hopefully, as we have embraced these truths, our purpose in this life has been defined in clearer ways too. But even still, we want to take these last 13 weeks and really focus in on some of the defined purposes for us in Christ, which His Word reveals. How special to know our purpose. Many people don't know who they are or what they're even here for. In fact, those two questions come to the surface in every life at some time or another. Who am I? Why am I here on this earth? Those are the universal questions of life. I know I have asked them many times. Maybe not in those very words. In fact, sometimes we don't ever even ask them out loud. But our lives are screaming those questions. As we wander through life trying to find meaning, acceptance, and value in a variety of things, God's Word has the answers we are seeking. He knows why He made us, and He knows what our lives are to be about. If you think about the Apostle Paul, his life reveals that he spent a lot of years asking those two questions, and he thought he had found the answers. He identified himself as a zealous leader in the Jewish faith, and he purposed himself with pride to protect that faith. Problem was, his answers were wrong. Many people think they have answered those two important questions, but then they have a wake-up moment and realize their answers are wrong. How many people have declared, I was blind, but now I see? I've said that. We don't mean we were physically blind. But when God reveals the real answers to these two life questions, we realize we have been blind to the real answers about what what life is all about and who we are. This is what happened to Paul. Who was Paul? Actually, you probably know that his name was originally Saul. Throughout scripture, we find that Saul in his early years was a person who was zealous for the Jewish religion. In fact, in Philippians chapter 3, he describes himself as having been someone who was about as close to perfect as one can come. For him, perfection was defined in obeying the Jewish law, and his identity was wrapped up in how he had done that so very well. But when that religious system became threatened by the truth of Christ, Saul answered the question of what he was here on the earth for by becoming even more zealous to protect it. He even killed many Christians in that process. We can obviously see his answers to the universal life questions were wrong. He later came to see that himself. His eyes were opened. When Jesus met him on the road and shined the truth in front of him, he began to see. And as time went on and the Holy Spirit ministered even more truth to him, 
Saul, now called Paul, began to get the answers right. First, he became aware of how much he had missed his true identity. His identity had had nothing to do with the true God of heaven who created him in his image, even though it wore a religious cloak. Paul had totally answered the first life question wrong. He had wrapped his entire identity up in how well he could keep man's traditional law, which didn't even come close to touching the heart of God. How wrong he had been in answering the question of his identity. We didn't, he didn't need to strive to earn God's acceptance by obeying a bunch of rules. When he saw the truth, he came face to face with grace and found his identity as a son before his father. In fact, it was Paul who wrote of our adoption by God in Galatians chapter 4. And second, he became aware of how much he had missed his purpose in life. God had not created him to be a zealous protector of the law. Man had so twisted the law that it barely even represented God at all. God had a much greater purpose for Paul. First, he had a calling on Paul's life to know him through the salvation of Jesus. And even more specific, Paul became aware that God had set him apart in his mother's womb to be a preacher of Jesus to the Gentiles. We find that in Galatians 1.15. And so, throughout many of his writings in Scripture, it's not surprising to hear him identify himself in these ways. He says, Paul, a bondservant of Christ Jesus. He says that in Romans. Or over in Corinthians, he says, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ. Or in Galatians, he identifies himself as Paul, an apostle not sent by man, nor through an agency of man, but through Jesus Christ. Paul, just like you and me and every person on the earth, had to answer these two universal life questions. Thank God for second chances, right? Because we often get the answers wrong on the first try. God used Paul for many great purposes. We know that he wrote much of the New Testament. That sure is a great purpose. Throughout much of Paul's writing, there is a tone that continually calls believers to their true calling. I believe that's because Paul missed his true calling for so long and because he knows that this happens to all of us. Even after we're saved, the distractions of life here on earth can pull us away from what life is really about. For Paul, it was religious pursuits that were really working against what God desired in his life. So for Paul, it was something negative that distracted him from what life is really all about. And negative things can certainly do that. But even positive things pale in comparison to the height of the calling we have in Christ. Things like a relationship, a job, a responsibility, a mindset, a purpose, a hobby. None of these things are bad. But if they are not in line with our calling and not really being used for the purpose of glorifying God, then we are answering the questions of life wrong. I think that's why Paul wrote what he did in our verse this week. The book of Ephesians is rich with description of the blessings of being in Christ. When Paul gets to chapter 4, he says our verse. He says, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, entreat you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling with which you have been called. In other words, don't get distracted by lesser things. The calling we have received to be in Christ gives us high purpose. We should conduct our life with that purpose always in mind, that we have been called into fellowship with God through Jesus Christ. Paul encourages us to walk out our life in a manner that always reflects that calling. So who are you and what are you doing here? I believe our calling in Christ answers both of those questions correctly. We're called to be a child of God. That's who we are. 
We're called to give Him glory and live in the abundance of His life. That's what we're to be doing here. Let's always walk in a manner worthy of that high calling. How is that for a life of purpose?